All right, welcome back to Bacon Wire, an MSU sports podcast here on the Big Banter Podcasting Network. Spartan Dog 97 flying solo dolo today. So that's why the audio sounds probably a little bit like moderately better. Um, just walked out of Doom Part 2. Fuck yes. Fucking love that shit. I'm sure we'll talk it over with the boys next week because uh, it hasn't even officially come out yet. I just got out of a, the fan screening. It's fucking kicked ass. Loved it. Fuck yeah. Paul Atreides, my dude. Uh, I, I wanted to get on here real quick today and just spot off a couple quick thoughts um, regarding the not so very good week MSU basketball had this week. Uh, you know, two winnable games, both at home uh, in the Breslin Center. Um, and they dropped them both. Uh, Iowa <laughs> was unable to avenge the shit show from last year that caused me to almost ruin my friend's wedding uh, with my pissed off uh, annoyance. Um, and then today, uh, without Jamison Battle, uh, with Xavier Booker finally starting and being p- pretty good by all metrics, uh, MSU basketball loses to Ohio State, and they're firmly back on the bubble, right? And and one of the things I want to talk about, right? And I, you know, it's been pretty taboo to talk about this in the past few years, right? But look, it it has to come up now, right? Like every decision Tom Izzo makes continues to backfire, and I want to open with this. I want to open with Madi Sissoko, right? And, you know, Mati Sissoko played the closing minutes, and you could argue he's the reason they lost the game today. The thing with Mati Sissoko is the fact that Mati Sissoko isn't a, like, feel-good, like, game day story about a bit role player on an elite basketball team doing good in his home uh, by building a school and is the social pariah of the fan base is the most damning indictment of this coaching staff I can think of. It is an indictment so damning that even Casey Anthony's lawyer couldn't get them couldn't get them off of it. I mean, it is just insane how Izzo just continues to bash his head against the wall and is expecting different results. I mean, it's the literal definition of insanity, right? And this speaks to the larger issue at play here. Okay. There's been a bit of trepidation on a lot of the fan base's part to kind of wake up and smell the coffee. Okay. A certain mouse on Twitter will tell me that, oh, I'm negative And that's why I'm right sometimes because the blind squirrel found a nut. Nah, uh, uh, like everyone knew it in their heart. Everyone knew it. It's just taken until now to admit what is happening. This is, this is the, we're watching the end of the, D'Antonio era all over again. Today, at home against a team with an interim coach, their second best player out, losing on a buzzer beater three is the 28 to three Illinois loss. It is. This is the, this is the, this is a red flag so big, not even the most loyal followers can ignore it. Right. And, I'm just not sure what the answer is, right? I don't want Izzo to step away after this season. I don't because there's no successor in place. Who the fuck is going to succeed him? Doug Wojcik? That would be a fucking unmitigated disaster. 
So here's what I'm going to propose real quick. And, you know, clown me, whatever. Here's what I want. Look, one, if you're a Michigan State fan, you should be the biggest possible fans you can be of the Loyola University Chicago Ramblers. If you don't know, the head coach of the Loyola University Chicago Ramblers is Drew Valentine. Uh, Drew Valentine, brother of Denzel, you know, has kind of struggled in and out of the gate. I think a lot of people were kind of looking to him as the successor. Um, You know, had a rough year last year, um, didn't make the tournament. But this year, they are rolling in the Missouri Valley. They are killing it on the recruiting trail. And, you know, they just play an exciting brand of basketball. If you watch any of their games or any of their highlights, they they play like peak Tommy Zell basketball. They get out and run. They get turnovers for touchdowns. They do all these things that we associate MSU basketball with, right? And it's just, it's not happening anymore for whatever reason. So here's what I want. And I know this is fucking crazy, okay? But this this is what I think should happen. I'm I'm modeling this outcome after... Florida State transitioning from Bobby Bowden to Jimbo Fisher, right? What I want is for Izzo to clean house on the assistant staff, okay? He can bring in his own assistants. I'm pretty sure DJ is getting fired after this season from Western. So, you know, you can bring DJ back, whatever. Um, but you got to bring in Drew. You got to bring in Drew. You got to you gotta have a succession plan. You got to be like, look, I'm out in a year, two years, whatever, Okay, you bring Drew in, you let Drew hire the rest of the assistant staff, and you know, you just run it as a tandem. Drew is head coach in waiting, Izzo is coach emeritus, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and you got to find a way to hand this thing off, right? Because it's a very fragile ecosystem. Okay, we, Alan Haller cannot let Tom Izzo Bayheim Michigan State basketball. Because if you look at Syracuse right now, right? Syracuse may never be back to where they were at their peak. That has to be unacceptable for Michigan State University. It just has to be. There needs to be there needs to be a reckoning with these last four years. Okay. Which speaking of the last four years, I want to talk about I want to talk about some of the players. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be like the boomer, like old man yells at cloud here, but these are by far some of the most heartless, heartless group of players I've ever seen play the sport of basketball. It's crazy. And I don't mean heartless in like they're they're ruthless killers. I mean heartless in the fact that they don't give a shit whether they win or lose. I can see it in their faces. You know, the most damning indictment of this team's leadership, this team's senior leadership, is that fucking Davis Smith has to be the voice in the locker room. Fucking Davis Smith. Are you fucking kidding me? A Nepo baby walk-on has to be the guy who just gets everyone in line and tries to fire the team up. What the fuck is going on, man? That's not fucking right. The lineups make no sense. This fucking Twin Tower World Trade Center 7 lineup of fucking Cooper Sissoko slash Cooper Kohler and Cohen Carr is like the opposite of offense it is like anti-offense it is allergic to producing any points 
It's insane. This lineup can't continue to be trotted out there. There's Izzo himself on the sideline was saying this is a bad lineup, and they put it out there a fucking again. He saw in real time this this is a bad fucking lineup, and he did it a fucking again, guys. Like what the fuck? So and man, I'll tell you what about fucking about fucking AJ Hogard, man. Probably my least favorite player in Michigan State history. I I'm gonna be honest. I I I have no love for this fucking guy. He is the most front running little bitch. I think I've ever seen play the sport of basketball. Honestly, I just don't understand what the big fucking problem is with him and just refusing to follow up a good performance with another good performance. It's fucking mind blowing. You know, Tyson Walker wasn't effective today. It's the perfect game for AJ Hogard to take over and prove the Kuzi award list wrong, right? The fucking notepad tweet gets funnier and funnier by the fucking day. You should be having fuck you attitude all year and you're out there fucking flexing and floor slapping down six to fucking Ohio State with a fucking goddamn interim head coach. It's insane. What the fuck are we doing? I just don't understand what the what like what. I feel like Cartman in, in, in like the episode of South Park. How do I reach these kids? You know, it's like, what do you need to see from them? Right? Like, again, this all comes back to the coaching staff, right? This comes from their reluctance to go in the portal to find guys who fit the culture. This goes to them not developing talent. This goes to them continuing to put players on the roster in positions to fail. Putting Carson Cooper and Madi Sissoko on the floor at the same time, putting Carson Cooper and Jackson Kohler on the floor at the same time is putting them in a position to fail. And you know it. You saw it, and then you fucking did it again. I don't understand. I just don't get what the fucking, what the problem is here. I just don't understand how a coaching staff who is so well-revered, so well-respected in the coaching ranks, just continue to fuck up on such an obvious scale. There's no other comparison for it than the 2019 football season. There really isn't. You're not putting your players in a position to succeed. And that's the fucking problem. This roster should be better than this. We all know it. That's what drives us so fucking crazy. We've seen this roster beat the fucking shit out of a lot of good fucking teams this year. And instead, they choose to live on the bubble for whatever fucking reason. And I know the reason, right? I know the reason. They're losers. It's bred into them. All they have done since they've stepped foot on campus is fucking lose. And it's too late. It's too late. They've been rewarded for it right? The football team. Okay. This is what pisses me off more than anything else. The football team busted their ass under an interim coach. They did not enter the portal. They did not quit on the team. They fucking played their fucking guts out week after week, getting taken to the part in the pun woodshed for nine weeks after their coach decided to be the 
stupidest fucking horny per, per, horny millionaire alive and do the one thing he can't do as a public official. And you know what? You know how they got rewarded? SD4L canceled a bunch of their fucking contracts. That's what happened. So they could pay for fucking AJ Hogard to fucking smoke blunts and flex on and ones when he's down six. It's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. And I'm only saying this because I know they're getting paid. I know they're getting paid well. They're getting paid more money than any of us will probably ever see in our lifetimes. And that's so fucking frustrating, right? Because they just don't fucking care, right? If a team rolls in and they and that team wants it more, they're going to fucking get it because they don't even care to fucking fight. They don't even care. They only hunt what's already dead. They're fucking vultures. They're vultures on the legacy of this program. They're vultures on the legacy of their coach. And they're vultures of a league that is doesn't have a lot of people who are willing to roll over and play dead case in point today case in point Wednesday neither of these teams are making the NCAA tournament I was not making the NCAA tournament Ohio State's not making the NCAA tournament Michigan State could have solidified their seating they could have walked in to the ritual slaughter in Mackey Arena on Saturday night and been like you know what we'll take it on the chin it's fine we know we're in and you know what you lose bad enough you might not be fucking in anymore. You just might not. You took two bad unnecessary losses this week for no fucking reason other than you don't fucking care. That's what drives me the most insane. They don't fucking care, right? The The football team had every single goddamn fucking reason to quit on this season. They had every reason to enter the portal midseason. They had every reason to sit out and not play. And you know what? Not only did not only did the vast, vast majority of these guys show up day after day in practice and week after week in games to get their fucking heads torn off by guys who were better coached and were schemed for better and taken care of better by the guy who promised they would take care of them. They stayed for a guy they don't fucking know and are willing to give this school, this program, another shot, even though for the 2022 class, all they've known is fucking below mediocrity. We should be thanking our lucky fucking stars that <laughs> that the football team doesn't have the mindset of these fucking losers in the Breslin Center because the program would be fucking dead. It would take like a Nissan al miracle from Jonathan Smith in order to in order to revive this program if they have the mindset of these fucking loser assholes who are who are just fucking fucking around and treating Big 10 basketball as fucking LA fitness pickup it's fucking insulting it's ins- it's insulting that's the word for it insulting so where to go from here i don't know like we're getting smoked in Mackey cuz Purdue's going to want it more. They are. They're Purdue. They're on a mission. They got embarrassed last season. They're out for revenge. They're out for blood. That game's going to be over at the under eight. Okay? Like, it's always over at the under eight. 
against teams who fucking care it's over at the under eight. This game is going to get ugly, 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 ugly. Whatever gangly freshman fucking eight footer Matt Painter has riding at the end of the bench is going to be playing for the whole fucking second half because his team doesn't care. They get punched in the mouth and they fucking walk away. There's no fight, which brings me to my closing thought. Okay. On Draymond Green's podcast this week, he talked about his recruitment and how he wanted to go to Michigan, right? He was between Michigan State and Michigan. He was leading Michigan. They get him out to a practice at Michigan, right? And he's talking shit. He's giving it to him. He's giving him work. And none of the guys are saying anything. They're not talking shit to him back. They're not like trying to square up with him. They're just letting him like walk all over them. Okay. He goes to Michigan State. Does the same thing at Michigan State. And those guys are ready to kick his fucking ass. And that's what made him decide on Michigan State. I want to leave you with this question, okay? Would Draymond Green, if he were a member of the class of 2025, because here's the best part, that shit show was in front of several 2025 targets who are now left with fucking blowing a 12-point lead to fucking Ohio State with an interim coach, okay? So if Draymond Green... We're in the class of 2025, and he took a practice with Michigan State. Would he walk away going, this is where I want home to be? Or would he go, man, fuck this place. I need to go somewhere else. Because truthfully, based on what I've seen this season, he would choose to go somewhere else. That's the main issue with this program. There's no fight. There's no dog. There's no OKGs on this roster. It's all a bunch of fucking prima donna divas who expected the world handed to them because they saw the four next to their name in the preseason. When is when are they going to learn? When is the coaching staff going to learn? They're probably not. This is what this program is going to be under Izzo for the foreseeable future. I hate to break it to you. I've seen too much from other programs with legendary coaches to think otherwise. I'm sorry, but... It is what it is at this point. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about whatever fucking bullshit drubbing they do at in Mackey, and we'll talk Dune. Uh, until next week, go green. <laughs>